Dr. Hardin, and it's that time again for Moments of Inspiration. Uh, I want to thank God for you that are uh, going to tune in and those that's going to be tuning in a little later, but we thank God for every one of you. And this is a time for Moments of Inspiration. And before I get started with my subject, <coughs> excuse me, before I get started with the message this morning, I want to tell you about some things that are coming up. That uh, And I'll say it again and repeat it again at the end of this broadcast, but uh, Long Beach Christian College will be starting in uh, the 14th of, I believe it's the 14th of September. Yes, it is. September the 14th. Our, our fall classes. All the classes going to be online. All of them going to be online. And uh, we're going to be <coughs> Zooming them to you. And we want to thank God for you. Uh, those that was a part of the Zoom classes on last uh, semester, we appreciate it very much. And we're looking for you and many more of you. Some of you are at home now. Some of you have been saying, say, well, I want to get into a good Bible, Christian Bible college. Well, Long Beach Christian College is affordable. That's right. It's affordable. And it is accredited by ACI. And so we have been, uh, had this college for since 2001. So it's almost 20 years that we have been had this accredited nonprofit comp, uh, uh, college. And we have graduated a many, many students. And so if you are interested in taking some classes, some of the classes that we're going to be offering uh, this semester, <clears throat> this quarter, is the Pentateuch. And uh, then the Pentateuch have to do with the, the five first five books of the Bible. Then we're going to be offering homiletics, uh, the book of Acts, elementary Hebrew, and uh, pastoral competency, the theology of Jesus Christ, and hermeneutics. Uh, again, I mean, homiletics is the first one, and hermeneutics. And so these are the classes that we are offering this semester, September the 14th. You can call us at area code 562 4 2562-423-8235. Again, area code 562-424-562-423-8235. Or you can go online, longbeachchristiancollege.org. Again, longbeachchristiancollege.org. Or, all right, I'm getting ready to go into this message. And uh, I'd like for you to join us in. First, I'm going to open up in prayer. Dear God, we are so thankful for these that are present. Thank you, God, that you are who you say you are. You are always who you say you are. And we thank you, God, that for these that's going to be tuning in, for these that are those that are already tuned in, we pray, God, for their health. We pray for their wealth. We pray for their families. We pray for those that are in the hospital, those that, God, that are convalescent. We pray for those that are suffering with diseases, cancer, uh, diabetes, uh, headaches, migraine headaches, uh, whatever the problem is, cramps or back pain, muscle spasm, whatever God it is, you are still a healer. And we thank you, God, that you are a healer and that men and women is going to be blessed. They're going to be healed. They're going to be made whole through God, these words that you put in my heart to share with them today. And Father, by faith, we thank you for what you're doing and for what you've already done. Now, Father, use me for your glory. Those that are on ventilators this morning, God, have been on them for a while. Bring them off in the name of Jesus. Send your word worldwide. You're already there. Worldwide, touch folks, God, in the name of Jesus. Heal that woman. Heal that man, that boy, that girl, in the name of Jesus, God. And we pray, God, and thank you for your favor. Thank you for watching over us, and thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. And I give you glory and and the praise in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen and amen. 
God bless you this morning, and thank God for you that have tuned in uh, to Moments of Inspiration. I'm going to talk to you uh, today about churches in crisis, the church in crisis. Now, we're going to talk about that, but let me get the scripture here. Uh, Psalms 40, 79, Psalm chapter 79, verse 5, and verse, verse 4, and verse 5. And Asap is the writer of this psalm. And he said, we are become a reproach to our neighbor, a scorn and diversion to them that are round about us. How long, Lord, will thou be angry forever? Shall thou jealousies burn like fire? Pour out my wrath upon the heathen that have not known thee and upon the kingdom that have not called upon thy name. This is Asap venting to God, venting to God about how long is they going to be in this crisis. Things was really, really, Israel was going through. What was they going through? They was going through problems. They had sinned. They had turned against God. And God said that he is the father of all nations and every nation that forget God, God is going to turn on them for their sin. So the psalm writer was Asaph. Uh, Asaph was a musician, one of David's musicians. Matter of fact, Asaph uh, wrote 13 of the books of Psalms. Uh, I know most of the time when we go to Psalm, we're thinking that, well, we, we wrote, they were all written by David, but they was not. There was a many Psalms that other people wrote. And Asaph was one of the writers of David, for David. And not only was he a writer and the books that he wrote, he wrote more books uh, than Peter, James, Jude, Jonah, Amos, all of the uh, minor prophets together. He wrote more books, and his writing was larger than that. And he was one of the uh, a person that was one of the, the one the prophet. He was just a writer in the psalm. And he was mentioned more in the Bible than most of the people that wrote in the Bible, except, except the Jeremiah, except Isaiah, Samuel, and Hosea. So he wrote a lot of things in the Bible, and he was one of the great contributors to the Bible. Now, here Israel is now facing a triumph. Now, first of all, Israel had sin. Israel was like, uh, this This is a circle. And you know, if you go in a circle, you're going to always end back up at the same place. And so Israel would sin and God would punish them. Moving, moving around, God would punish them. Then they would repent. And when they repent, God would restore them. When God restored them, they turn around and they sin again, and God will pun would punish them, and then they would ask God to forgive them. He would forgive them. Now he wasn't forgiving them just overnight. Some of this time was forty years or, or fifty years. They was in they was in these crises, and so that was just a circle going around and around. Now the reason why folks stay in a circle, they cut corners. Because God didn't mean for us to go around and around. He meant for us to go direct, but he tells us to go directly the way he wants us to go. And then when we get to that place and he bends, we go that way. But we don't go around and around simply because we end up in the same place. So a lot of times people wondering why they always ended up doing the same thing over and over. You cut in corners. That's right. You're cutting corners. And when you cut corners, that's how you get a circle. And so that's what we got to understand. So then what I, I want to share with you today that you can understand what I'm talking about. Israel had sin and 
The Bible, ASAP was letting God know, said, why don't you turn it around? Said, they're laughing at us and, and we're in a crisis. What is a crisis? A crisis is a crucial, decisive point of situation, especially difficult for unable situations that's in a, un, unable, un, well, let me go back and get this right. We are unstable. Uh, it causes us to be involved in impending problems. Uh, now, a crisis is something that that comes. You never expecting a crisis. Now, nobody, you know, that I heard of, except there were some prophets that come. We heard about them later, but I didn't hear, and none of us had a, a direct somebody that came out and say, "Listen, 2020 is coming in. 2020 is going to be this, 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 this uh, virus going to come in. Coronavirus is going to come in. It's going to take over. It's going to do this. It's going to cause people to be laid off. It's going to cause the, the stock market to fall. It's going to cause stores to close up. Nobody came and laid that out to us. Now God knew this, and so this came on us just as, as a just like overnight. When the president heard about it, he thought it was going to be gone. Just 15 people in the United States have, and he thought it was going to be gone just like that. He he, he pushed it away, but the, the it, it, it didn't do that. It continued to grow and continue to multiply. And it multiplied. Who would have ever told us uh, in last year, a year before, we wouldn't have even believe it if they'd have told us, listen, they're going to be calling for churches to close. They're going to be shutting down the markets. They're going to be shutting down dental office. They're going to shut down autometry office. All of these things. They're going to shut down business. They're going to shut down malls. Nobody could have ever told us that and we would have believed it. So it was a crisis. It came on us, bang, and hit us and when it hit us uh, a lot of a lot of folks didn't know what to do so if i can't get my members in the church and we can't shout and we can't dance and we can't run and we can't do this and what am i going to do well this is the thing you have to do in crisis you always have to make some changes in your life you, we may change it we shift the people that uh, was not didn't was not uh, technology uh, technical knowledge technology savvy then they had to get somebody to help them because uh they could use the the, the, the phone uh use the phone to, the, the conference call conference line zoom and so many other uh things now are available that we didn't we took for granted but god knew that this was going to happen and who would have ever told us that churches would be closed and and, and a thousand people the churches that hold five six twenty thousand people had to be closed uh they closed not because it was something that they had to do and the system made them do it. They asked us to do it. And through common sense, we don't want to get people infected. We don't want to get people infected, and especially if this was something that they did not know about. So what we have to do as, as David wrote this song, the 37th song, he said, fret not yourself, uh, fret not yourself because of evildoers, for they shall soon be cut down and withered like the green grass. But trust in the Lord and, and, and don't lean to our own understanding. Now, when there are things, what we have to understand, there are things that are natural soul and God want us to do the things that are natural soul, render that, that, that's, that is righteous and do not go against his word. So he surrender unto Caesar the things that are Caesar and unto God the things things that are God. And so that's what God wants us to do. And so when we do that, we will be blessed by the Lord. And so here now we see uh, Asap said, God, how long is this thing going to be? Said, we are in a crisis. How long is it going to be? Uh, it can be? A crisis can be sudden or it can be something that we have to live with forever. We may not. Now, here's the whole thing. All the, all the people from the president down, every country, we're saying we're looking for this thing to be over. When with this coronavirus it's going to be over. We're going to get a vaccine. They may not never get the right vaccine. That's right. 
they may not never get the right vaccine because think about this uh flu is in is a, is a disease they have not got been able to get a precise formula of vaccine for the flu it's been flu been out for 40 50 years um, longer than that probably but they haven't been able to get a vaccine for that disease because every year they come up with one and they are hoping it, that the flu is that strand. Most of the time it may not be, but they say it's going to help you anyway. Well, they may be the same way with a virus because this virus, this disease is a virus and you can't see it. You can't see it. Now, you're getting so many different projections about it. First, they said it was six feet distance, and then now, then they give mass, and then now they said it may be 20 feet. They really don't know how long and how many the distance, but we want to distance to six feet if you can. But you know, in grocery stores and in shopping places, you can't always walk it, you can't always distance yourself in six feet. So we have to understand that we have to depend on the Lord, trust in the Lord, and lean not to our own understanding. So all of these things they are saying. Now this is what they are saying, and we have to look at this thing and say, God, unless you keep the city, the, we we watch, but we watch in vain. And so here's Asaph saying to God, He said, How long will we be? How long will you be angry with us? How long will you be angry with, with us? And so since this is, this is what I want to put in. Since this is a this invisible item. We can't see the virus. That means it's in the spiritual world on the evil side. Now, on the evil side, because on the good side, the Holy Ghost is the spirit, and it's on the good side. We can't see the Holy Spirit, but we know what it does. We can't see this virus, but they know what it does. But it takes invisible thing to fight invisible thing. Now, the eyes of the Lord is in every place, and he sees the good, and he sees the evil. So since God is in every place, and he sees the good, and he sees the evil, then what we have to understand then is that God is on our side, and God is on our side. That means that God... Will, will make a way for us. It means that God will open doors for us. That means that God will fight for us. That means that God will stand with us and God will open doors for us. And so this is something we have to give to God. We have to say, Lord, I don't know what to do, but uh, my eyes are on you. Yes, they're striving to try to get a, 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 a vaccine out and, 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 and be 40 years out. And they, anything they said to do, just, as long as it helps 50 people, 50% of the folks, let's get it on the market. Well, the other 50%, it may hurt them. It may, may some would die. Some would die with the, regardless of what. The some would die. And they know that. But they said we can get 50%. If the vaccine will help 50%, we'll put it on the market. They're rushing to things. But they, they, you can't rush God. So we have to depend on God for to keep us in the midst of this. This may not never go away. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you may not want to hear this, but we may have to learn how to live with it. Do you understand that we're living with things now that we don't know about? We do not know about them. We, we, we're living every day with things. There's a whole lot of things in the air and in the environment that we don't see. But thank God that God put us together and he gave us a spirit, a human spirit, so that the Holy Spirit can join our human spirit and fight with us to keep things away from us. But you have also, God made you so wonderful, made us so wonderful. He gave us red, part, uh, red blood carpuscle to, what do you do that for? To give us energy and give us strength. If you lose your red blood, 
you're going to lose your strength. That's right. You're going to lose your strength. Your strength goes with the proteins, everything. It goes with it. You will be just the weakest you can be. But he also gave us the white blood corpus. And those things fight for us. When you stretch your hand or cut your hand or something, they come to the rescue. It's like a little army. They come in and say, we're here. And they start fighting and form, try to form a scab so that it will not be able to get infected, a whole infection. And it bring, push, try to push everything out of there. Well, those are antibodies that it, it, that function for, in our favor. God has given us antibodies in our, in, in our human body to fight off some of the things of, that the enemy will take us under. That's right. They will take us under. So we got to understand when, 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 when Asaph said to God, said, how long will I be angry? How long will you be going to be angry with us? How long are you going to be upset with us? That's what he was saying. He's in what he was saying that God have grown tired, very tired of the church going around in circle. And the Christian, the Christian are, are proud of what they're doing. We're grabbing for power. Everybody want to be on top. Everybody want to be a bishop. Everybody want to be apostle. Everybody want to be this or that. They want to be the greatest songster. They want to have the greatest choir and they want to have the greatest building. All of those things. Now we're marketing God in the in a, in a natural form. God don't need to be market in a natural form. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And when we, and the Bible said we should know the truth and the truth should make us free. So God is calling for the church for a revival. For It's time for a revival again. If the church is going to be restored, if the, in this crisis, this is a crisis. Yes, it's a crisis. Matter of fact, it, it's hurting everybody. It's not just the United States of America. It's all over the world. And this is something that I, in my lifetime, I do not remember anything all over the world. Every country have it. So it's something that we have to pray together. We have to pray together. We can see the signs of the time just here in the United States of America. Right now, you got a hurricane hitting Houston and that area, all that's, that, that coast area, a hurricane, one coming after another one. They had never had two in the same area at this process, almost a 20, uh, 24 hours different, the same thing. Then we got uh, in the West Coast here in California, we got fires all over the place. Fires in, in, in Wyoming, Utah, we got fire. Arizona, they got problems. They got to heat and, and, and Texas got problem with the hurricane and all of these things. Do we understand that we're getting closer and closer and we're living in the last day and things are happening. They said peerless time would come. And so, and they're going to be a falling away. People do not want to come to church. Some is getting comfortable at home. They don't want to come to church. They're getting comfortable doing that. They'll be a falling away. But um, but the Bible said that the, before we come, it's going to be a falling away. And so we got to understand that the church needs a revival. Now, revival Bible is a period of renewing religious uh, in interest uh, and restoring a restoration. So restore, whenever you see that word re, it means that something was before it and whatever was before it need to be replaced or renewed and renewed mean to make new again. Now we said the United States was founded on religion and it was founded on, on Christianity and, and so forth. Well, it certainly couldn't be founded on it now because everything in churches go on. They let the go on. I'm not talking about just my church. I'm talking about churches at large. Things that we wouldn't have put up with, things that we would we said we would never put up with, we are putting up with it, and we're bending, we're bending to towards the world, and we're trying to be like the world and similar of the world instead of bringing the world in to conform to the to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ did not try to conform to the disciples. He did not try to conform. And you look at the Old Testament, they didn't conform to it. No, 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 no. They, the, 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 the governor could not 
tell the church what to do. Daniel was in the church, was it was it part of the government? And the king made him head. And think about this, he made him head over his business. But when the king said, they came to the king and they know they was going against Daniel. And they said to, to the king, said for the next seven days or whatever it was, or the next month, don't let nobody call on their God. They got to call on your God. That was a false God. Daniel said, it don't make no difference. And said, if they call on their God, said, we're going to put them in the fire, in the den of lions, if they call on their God. Well, Daniel, when they, the king had signed a decree, then Daniel opened up his windows like he did before, and he prayed. And they said, well, they went back to the king, and they said to him, that Daniel, that, 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 that Hebrew person you brought in, Daniel, he's not obeying your covenant. You put this into law, and he's not obeying it. And so the king called him in, and, and the king was hurt by that. But he said, Daniel said, don't you know that if you don't obey this, I've already signed it, they're going to throw you into a tin allowance. So Daniel said, let them do it. So I'm not going, I'm going to pray every day just like I've been praying. And let me tell you something, in this crisis, this is what we got to do. We can't buckle under to all the things that the governor is telling us to do. You got to keep your prayer life going. You got to keep your praise life going. You know, they said that one of the things that make a cause a problem in the church is that they're, they're singing and you, the choir singing and they're putting out a lot of virus in it while they're singing. Well, let me tell you something. I believe if the choir is singing and they're singing from the from God, I believe that the, what they're putting out is a holy virus. I'm, ta I'm talking about a holy, I'm not talking about a choir that that's singing blues and rock and roll and all this other junk all during the week and going to parties and then come to church. That's not a praise and worship team. A praise and worship team is a team that have given themselves to God and sacrificed for God just to make melody in their heart to help somebody. And I believe when the choirs are doing that, they are, they they are not, God is not going to use their mouth to put, to put poison in the church, to put virus in the church. His spirit goes out, and when it goes out, it will not return forward. And so Daniel said, no, go ahead and throw me in the lounge then. They throw it, threw him in, and the Bible said that Daniel used one of the lounge to sleep on. He, he used it for a pillow and slept on him. And when the king came back that morning, that Daniel was there with the lounge, and the lounge was tame. And the men that threw him in, they throw them in, and guess what happened? Those lounge destroyed them. And the same thing with the Hebrew boy. They told them, said, listen, they made the big big giant and said when you hear the music and all of this thing you got to bow down to that god they might bow down that's the law that they made the three Hebrew boys young, they was in their 20, and they heard the music, and they heard, they know what this, when, the, when the letter was signed, they knew it was signed. And so when they said, bow down, guess what happened? You could be in the midst, think about this, in the midst of a crowd, and they heard the violin, they heard the horns and the flutes and all that stuff beat it, and all the folks fell down, and there are three people standing up. They couldn't be, not be here. They standing up, sticking out just like a sore thumb, wrapped around with bandage, a band-aid. They standing up. And so the, the people said, you, you're supposed to bow down, and they took him before the king. And he said to him, so, so, so didn't you not say that when they play the flute and the harps and they hear all of this music, they were supposed to bow down? He said, well, these three Hebrew boys here, they heard it and they know that you said that you're going to put them in a fire furnace if they didn't do it. And so the king loved them and he liked them. And so he said to them, said, let me rehearse this to you. Let me tell you again. Maybe you didn't understand it in the Babylonian language. So let me tell it to you again and let me rehearse it again. And so well, guess what happened? He, they said, no, 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 no. We understand. You don't, you don't have to worry about it. We understood what you said, but we will not bow down to your God. So, so go ahead and throw us in. 
They didn't say that if God be able, they said, go ahead and throw us in, for we know that our God is going to bring us out. This is the confidence that they had. This is the confidence they had in God, that I know that God is going to bring us out. And so they heated the furnace seven times hotter, and they threw the boys in, three of them, threw them in. And my God, they was in the fire furnace all night. And early that morning, Pharaoh, uh, the, the, the king got up. And when he got up, he got up and he went and called. And then he looked in the furnace of fire, and he saw four. And he said, did not we put three in there? He said, it looked like it's four. And the fourth one looked like the son of God. That's what he looked like, the son of God. Now, here's the thing. And when he opened it up, the Hebrew boy said to them, said, our God delivered us. They, were, they, can, they can even have a, a sin of smoke on. They couldn't smell like smoke. They didn't have the skull. The clothes were not singed. were not even scarred. Now, that's the way God brings you out. It was not even scarred. And then the, the, then the king took and threw those men that put them in, and they were burned up almost before they hit the ground. So what we got to understand, there's something that they tell us to do. We do and we do, we render unto them the thing that, they, but we do not render God and give up on God because somebody tells us what you can't do. Listen, uh, we're going to sing when church starts, you, you got to be some singing and you want people to sing that love God. You want people to sing that have been praying. If ministry, you're a minister and you're a worship leader and you're a praise leader, you should worship God and you should be singing praise song. Not trying to put something together to, to, to tingle people's ears and make them feel good, but something about God. That's what praise is worth. That's what the psalm was. The psalm was hymns and they was praised together. They was put together to worship God. All of these psalms were put together to worship God. And so here's Asaph saying, how long, God? How long will you're going to allow this to happen. We need a revival. Now, we, we need this revival. We need a revival. We need to be restored. We need our joy back. We need our peace back. We need to be able to go to bed without worrying about whether we're going to wake up in the morning. We need to be going, able to go to bed not worrying about whether we're going to have to pay our, we're going to have the money to pay our bill. We need to be able to sleep in comfort. There's a lot of folk now doing this. They're talking about just the one with the coronavirus, but they're not talking about the effect on the people that are stressing out, the people that are, are having mental breakdown because nervous breakdown, mental breakdown, simply because of the stuff that's happening around them. But what I want to tell you today, this is a moment of inspiration. I want to give you some inspiration and let you know that God is going to see us through this. Yes, he's going to see us through this. And he's going to see us through it whether it get worse or whether it get better. God is going to see us through. And the late Jane Cleveland song or song, this too will pass. And it'll pass. Now, if it don't pass, God's going to bless us to live in it and live through it. And I know in the next generation coming on and they grandmama or granddaughter or mama tell them about, well, I remember I was a child. We had to walk around with masks on. We had to do this. And they're going to say, how y'all did that? Y'all bow down to all that stuff. I would have never did it. Well, son, maybe if we didn't do it, you wouldn't be here. So you got something we didn't do for ourselves. We did it for you. And this is what we got to look at. We got to look at God have not changed. He's not changed. And so God said that we need, uh, uh, Asaph told him, so we need a revival. God, we need a revival. We need to get some things together. We need to get some things straightened out. And God want to work a revival in us. That's what starts in us. How do he revive us? He give us our joy back. How do he revive us? He give us our mind back. He give us our peace back. He make it well that David said, though I walk in the valley of a shadow of death, I fear no evil because thou art with me, thou rod, thou staff, they comfort me, and 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 so we got to understand. He, the rod is the rule. He said, "Your rule, your rule, 
they, they carry me. That, that's what I'm following. I'm following God's rule. And when you follow God's rule, then God says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord. And this is what we got to understand. Saints, let's wake up and let's, 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 let's cry, to, cry to God and, and say, restore us. Open up the flight again so we can see and that we can see again. This is what he said in Psalms 81 through 2. Open up the light so we can see again. Open up our eyes where you brought us from. You brought us out of poverty, or many of us out of poverty. You brought us and, and established our God. We didn't have, we were sleeping in houses with our children and brothers and so forth, all piled in together. But you established our God. You gave us a house. You fed us and you brought us this far, even through the earthquake and even through the storms of life, even through car accidents. Then you brought us this far, and I don't believe that you brought me this far to leave me now. That's what we got to stand up and say, God, I don't believe that you brought me this far to leave me now. And you're the same God, you're the same God that brought them through the, the famine in 1933. You're the same God that put the cities back together from earthquake. You're the same God that the city flooded out, New Orleans flooded out, and you build it back again. You're the same God that is that we are serving today, the same God that healed thousands of so you're the same God that healed folk with strokes and heart, heart problems. You have not changed. God, it is us. And God, I'm saying, restore us again. God's restore us again. Save again. Send a revival, God. And you, you name us again. Give us that fellowship again. Give us a heart to pray again. And to pray in the right prayer. Not just praying when we're in trouble. But we're praying for the world. The world need help. And not only the world need help. The churches need help, God. The churches need help. We cannot teach other folks to do things. And we're not doing it ourselves. Ezekiel tells the people about what they was crying out for help. And God said, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to pour out my spirit on you and my spirit will be within you. And I will take away uh, the, the, the stony heart out of your flesh and I'll give you a heart of flesh. I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. That was talking about the Holy Spirit was going to dwell in us. He told Ezekiel that because what had happened in Ezekiel, the whole church had died. Israel had died. And that's what he said in Ezekiel chapter 37. They had died and he took him out in the spirit and showed him a vast full of dry bone and and God asked him a question he says son of man can these bones live and God we need to ask God the same question now God with this virus, can we live? God with this trouble going on, can we live? With all of the rioting and all of the excitement and all of the problem going on, can we live? And God asked, the, he asked Ezekiel that, can these bones live? And Ezekiel didn't have an answer for him. He said, Lord, you know. And this is the answer we all said, Lord, you know. Well, you know we can make it through this. You know whether what you're going to do. You know what my family is going to do. You know what the church is going to do. You know the one going to stand and the one that's not going to stand. You knew that before we was born. And so he said to Ezekiel, can they live? And, and, and Ezekiel said, you know, And but we have a part in it. And God said, you got to speak to him. Say something to those bones. He said, what am I going to say? He said, call on the wind because the wind is the, the wind in the Old Testament, Holy Spirit, the Spirit mean wind. In the New Testament, Spirit is wind. That's what he told John. That's what he told uh, Nicodemus. Said that which is, said the wind bloweth where he is listed. It can go where it want to go because that's what the Spirit 
is like, being born again. And so he, the wind, he said, and, and he, he could call on the north wind, the west wind, the south wind, the east wind. And he saw then the bones came together and the, and the bones came together, but they were, the flesh was not on them. See, we can come together, and but we don't agree and we don't have everything that we need to bring us all together. We need more than bones coming together. We need the sinew. We need the flesh. We need the tenders to come. We need all of those things to come on up. And, and, and then when they came together, he prophesied and they came together. And when they came together and God breathed on them, they stood up. And Ezekiel, he said to Ezekiel, this, this, these bones that you just dried on is the whole household of Israel. They have fallen. They have dried up. The churches are drying up. They, we cut out night services. We cut out some of our midweek service. We used to have service sometime two or three hours. Somebody said too long. Now 30 minutes is too long. We just cutting it and cutting it. Pretty soon you won't have anything at all. We just send you a list, a little the piece of paper and say, this is my sermon for the week. And you read this and do that. All of these things, we're leaving God out. But do you understand God want a personal relationship with us? You can't, you can't get a good marriage without a person, a, a relationship. Nobody, just a few people would be uh, ignorant enough to marry somebody without a relationship with them and don't know anything about them. The, the people used to do that. And, 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 and they last longer than these $10,000 wedding now. And the people said, the Lord said, you're my wife. And they showed it to them. And, and they were married and they've been married 40, 50, 60 years. Now they're so in love. They get the car. They get horses and burgers. And, 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 and they're driving down the street. Everybody see them. they white chariots and everything. And by the time they get off the, 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 bur the, the, the burgers and get, 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 the, and, and, and get home about two months or three months, then they get the divorce course. All of these things simply because we have left God out. All right, this is enough for the Day, but we need to pray and ask God to restore us again, and we need to do just like uh, 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 Asaph did and said the church is in a crisis. He's in a crisis, and we want to pray and believe God that he's going to bring us through this, out of it, through it, or let us live with it. Now, somebody that's watching me this morning that may be having some problem and maybe having some struggles in your life. And this is moments of inspiration. And I'm here to bring you moments of inspiration. I'm not here to bring you moments of frustration, but moments of inspiration so that you can see that you can make it. And let me tell you something. What I'm saying to you, this is not something that I just pulled up and just all want to see it. This is something that I have for I'm telling you. I've been where you are and I'm not out of it yet. I'm not out of it yet. I'm praising God that he brought me this far. That's right. I'm praising God that he brought me this far. And I thank him for what he's going to do and for what he's already done. Now, there's somebody that don't know Jesus and you're stressed out and you need. See, there's nothing that can replace the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. And that's Jesus in you. And Jesus said to them that I, I, I'm going to leave you another comforter. And the comforter that I leave you is the same as myself. And the world don't know him because they don't know him. they didn't. The world, he, the world won't know him because they don't know me. And so being born again causes the spirit of God to join your human spirit and talks to you and help you and bring you through a many things that you wouldn't have been able to get through. You wouldn't be able to get through off of that drug. You may not be able to, you won't be able to get off of alcohol. Not, you know, all of those things. The Holy Ghost doesn't take it from you. He brings you through it. He helps guide you and lead you through it. Now, if you don't know Jesus, pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I am confessing that I'm a sinner. 
And I'm asking you to forgive me for all of my sin. And I'm asking you, Lord, to come into my heart. Uh, that Jesus, I want that Jesus that died and was buried and on the third day rose again to come into my heart and to save me from this untold generation. And Lord, I'll serve you to the best of my knowledge for the rest of my life. If you pray that prayer, God save you. And now the next day you're going to find out that you're saved because the devil going to tell you you're not saved. You couldn't be saved like that. That was, look, that was too easy. You just said some words. You didn't really mean it. But a change going to come in your heart. A change going to come in your heart. Let me pray for the others now. Dear God, I thank you that you're always who you say you are. I thank you, God, that you never fail. I thank you, God, that you're pulling down stronghold in people's life. I thank you that you're opening up doors that need to be open. I thank you're making ways out of no way. I thank you, God, for everything that you're doing right now. Manifest yourself, God, and heal that man. Manifest yourself and heal that woman, that boy, that girl. In the name of Jesus, God, open up doors for them. Make ways for them, God. Lift every heavy burden and pull down every stronghold. Break open doors for that need to be open and close doors in their life that need to be closed. And God, give them peace. Give them peace. Your peace, you say you leave with us. Give them peace, God. All over the world, God, give peace. God, those children that are in war-torn countries and in bombing zones and they're hearing all of these airplanes and bombs and, and missiles slide going over their head, hidden buildings, God. Oh, God, we pray for them in those tragedies. We pray for them now, God, all over the world. You are God of the world. The earth is yours and the fullness there are. And we pray now, God, that that you would bless and thank you for those that tuned in this morning to moments of inspiration and by faith god we ask that you would bless them and meet every need according to your riches and glory in the name of jesus christ i pray now oh god in jesus name put your hand towards me and just punch it over me i mean god gonna release some blessing today on those that need some blessing god gonna release them right now in the name of jesus i decree blessing on your peoples and those that have the faith to believe and connect god with your word and with your with your servant word and I give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen and amen. God bless you this morning. And thank you so much for uh, tuning in to Moments of Inspiration. And listen, you know that after that it takes money to do everything. There's nothing basically you can't do except come to God and be with God uh, and not have any finance. But we thank you so much uh, for those that do help us uh, and those that do help their pastors. The pastor to help them to stay open. Don't let the crisis hit your church. And you, uh, you know, God is blessing you with tithe and with offering do that. Help them. And then if you want to plant a minute, uh, uh, I want to plant some money into uh, Great Open Door Worldwide Ministries, which is um, inspiration, moments of inspiration come from. On the website, you see PushPay and you see PushPay. You can go to PushPay. And if you if don't have the app, you can download the app and you can give in less than a minute. And and not only that, you can mail an offering to us, 135 West Victoria Street, V-I-C-T-O-R-I-A, Victoria Street in the city of Long Beach, California. The zip code is 90805. Or if you're in the city or the area, you can drop off uh, your, your offering. And we would appreciate it very, very much. If you don't have a church home, don't have a church home, don't have a pastor, everybody need a pastor. And if you are incarcerated, I'm not, when I'm saying that, I'm not just talking about people in prison, but if you are unable to be out and go to church and don't have a church home and would like to have a covering, just write me at 135 West Victoria Street here in the city of Long Beach, California, 90805, and say, I don't have 
have a covering. I'd like for you to cover me. And I don't care what city you're in or what country you're in. I'd like for you to cover me until I can get and God lead me to a pastor, whether I can serve in the area I am. And we'll do that. We'll write you back and let you know that you're in our prayers and we'll send you back the things that we do here at Great Open Door Worldwide Ministry. And thank you so much. I just want to rehearse again. Some of you may not have heard me that Long Beach Christian College is be opening for the fall semester, September the 14th, and some of the classes that we'll be offering online through Zoom, Pentateuch, uh, Homiletics, uh, and then the Book of Acts, the Elementary Greek, Pastoral Competency. Now, Pastoral Competency is, uh, is for pastors, for teachers, and for missionaries, and all of those. It's for them. I'm sharing that class myself. I'm teaching that class from the book that I wrote, uh, along with Dr. Johnson. We wrote this book, Pastoral Competency. It covers the ministry of the church. A lot of times people think that, you know, well, I'm a pastor and all I got to do is preach. Don't, don't, don't buy that lie. Your, your job is more than preaching. You got a whole lot of things. You're going to bury folks. You need to be able to counsel folks. You need to be able to come to people rescue. You need to be able to exalt people. You need to be able to help people when they are down. We are to pull them out. We are the ox. We are the one that, 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 that got the plow. We, we, we got to make sure we guide folks and lead them. We got to know not only that, but you got to know bylaws and articles in corporation and what to do, all of those things. That's competent. That means that you competency. You know that means that you know what you're doing. And if the enemy tried to do something, you can fight against them. So that's pastoral competency. Then we got the theology of Jesus Christ and hermeneutic, and then and uh, church history too. Uh, sound doctrine, and then language. Uh, as language and art for ministry, and then theism. All of these classes will be offered online. Uh, online, if you want to uh, check us out online, it's www.longbeachchristiancollege.org. www.longbeachchristiancollege.org. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The Lord said the same. We will be on, remember Thursday night, we're streaming live in our Bible study. Also Sunday morning at 8 a.m. And then at 11.30 a.m., we're streaming live. And we thank God for you that stream in, turn in to tune in today to Moments of Inspiration. The Lord said the same. I'll be back next week, uh, Wednesday morning, with some more Moments of Inspiration. God bless you. And thank you so much for tuning in. And I just want to say before I go, may God best be yours. That's right. May his best be yours. God bless. Have a blessed day.